Welcome to another episode of our New York Mets podcast. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Make sure you follow on Twitter at our Mets podcast. Um, man, what a way to start off September. We ended August with a win. We start September with a win. We just took two out of three at City Field. From the big bad wolves, the LA Dodgers. I don't think they're that they're that big and bad. They're a good team. But the Mets have once again proven to everyone that they can hang with the best of the best and take care of business when they need to. Uh, we split the first four games in LA back in June. And we end up taking the season series from the Dodgers four games to three. A possible preview in the postseason. Many seem to think so. And I don't know. I, I'm not one of those people. I, I think the Dodgers are going to have some trouble going uh, in, in the postseason. They, they, they're missing two very big pitch, pitchers. Uh, Gonsolin and Walker Bueller, their bullpen is a little shaky. It's good, but it's a little shaky at times. Uh, the offense is the offense, but look, the Mets proved in these three games that they can shut down good hitting. And I've said it in the past, and I will continue to say it right now. Good pitching beats good hitting any day of the week. I don't care I don't care what happens. And in the postseason, that is true even more. Uh, the Mets lose game one of the series against the Dodgers on Tuesday night where Joely Rodriguez gives up a run. He gives up a base hit to Gavin Lux. And, you know, a lot of people, and rightfully so, a lot of people uh, get on Joely Rodriguez because he hasn't been the pitcher that we need him to be, especially as a lefty out of our bullpen. But look, on that pitch, he made a really good pitch to Gavin Lux. Gavin Lux just had a really good at bat. He had him, um, he had him on a full count, and he just reached out and got one and singled to center field. So it happens. The game was tied in the seventh after uh, Lugo headed. Uh, loaded up the bases in the six, and he got out of that jam. Good job by Lugo. Uh, Joely ended up giving up a leadoff double to Freddie. Then with one out, uh, he issues an intentional walk to Will Smith and then gives up that single to Gavin Lux uh, on a full count. Again, I'm, I, I didn't bash Joely Rodriguez. He's had his ups and downs this season. He made a good pitch. At the end of the day, Lux had a good at bat and he got it done. What I mean, what can you do? Um, that gave LA the four to three lead in that game, and they would go on to win. Uh, the Mets had a chance, though. You know, they they only got one hit in innings seven through nine, so they did a very poor job in game one of this series of uh, you know getting on base. And that one hit was by Escobar in the ninth. Now, the questionable decision was by Buck Showalter in the ninth with Escobar on first and no outs. He keeps Vogel back uh, to hit versus Jake Reed. 
I don't know. In that situation, you know, they had the the Dodgers had the shift on. Third base was wide open. I know Vogelback doesn't really bunt, but at least attempt to bunt if you know to try to get Escobar to second. Or the more logical scenario in that in that spot is pinch hit Nito and have him sacrifice bunt. Instead, Vogi uh, grounded into a double play. And Nimmo would follow with a ground out to Reed to end the game. And that was that was that for game one. Um, and then in game two, we were treated a game that was broadcasted on the MLB Network, which I thought was great because um, it got people it, it, it got a chance to show people what the Mets can do and what they're capable of doing. Um Tyler Anderson and Jacob DeGrom pitched two very good games. Um, the, I, I don't know what was the bigger highlight. The DeGrom pitching and throwing 93 total pitches going seven strong. Or was it Brandon Nimmo making that spectacular catch in center field to rob a Justin Turner um, home run that would have potentially tied the game? It was awesome seeing Nimmo uh animated and pumped up and uh the crowd at city field with with the trumpet guy uh you know playing the trumpet when diaz came in to save the game in the ninth the atmosphere was great i'll tell you what props to the uh to the crowds at city field lately it's been uh very very nice to watch because I think it's a preview of what we will be seeing in the postseason. It it, it really has a postseason feel. The series against uh, Atlanta, the crowd was in it. Uh, against Philly, the crowd was in it. And now against the Dodgers, rightfully so. I think last night uh, in Game 2, the crowd was sold out. City Field was. So good to see. And then today, uh, we take the rubber match. We're down 2-1 and we get things going in the middle innings. Uh, you know, it was really started by Marte hustling down the first baseline. Um, the Dodgers didn't feel the ball, uh, with any urgency and that allowed Marte to, to get safe on, um, at first. And then, you know, Lindor followed with that double. I'll tell you what, Marte is a trooper, man. That guy, uh, I don't believe his hammy is a hundred percent, but if you see him run the bases when he ran from first to third, he looks as healthy as can be. It's a huge positive. We really need Marte because he's been so crucial to that Mets lineup. Um, yeah, he's just he's just been great between his first inning hits and his, you know, clutch home runs coming through, uh, playing great in the outfield. Um, it's it's really nice to see the winter signings by Billy Epler pay off. Uh, speaking of defense, one thing that I think gets overlooked with this Mets team because you have so much other things going on and, you know, the bullpen seems to stick out like a sore thumb and the bottom of the lineup with Escobar and McCann and all these guys, Darren Ruff, just not hitting. One thing that really gets overlooked is the Mets defense. Incredible defense. They have played all season long. Um, you know, when Guillaume was in there, great defense, and he's been out for a while, and it seems like 
the infield has not lost a step in how clean they field um, the baseballs. And the outfield has been great. Not a lot of errors from the team overall. So that's really a bright spot. Uh, you know, this is a series that the Mets won with McNeil and Alonzo going a combined two for 22, four strikeouts and one walk. Those four strikeouts and one walk came from Alonzo. McNeil has zero strikeouts and zero walks. When you can beat a team like the Dodgers and you're a big hitter like Alonzo and your best contact hitter, guy hitting 315 go two for 22 and you still win these ball games and the series that is what i like to call a team effort that's other guys coming through and picking up the slack um so great to see the team come through and help each other out alonzo really needs to snap out of this funk he seems to be snapping a lot of bats lately over his knee it's all between the ears for that guy. Him and McNeil, it's both between the ears. And I I, I hope that they're just going through this this little mini slump. And, um, you know, they, they start to pick it up here towards, you know, in the last month of the season. Now that our schedule gets a little uh, easier, if you will, with teams against, you know, the Pirates, the Cubs, the Nationals, the Marlins. Hopefully they can snap out of it because we're going to need them to really you know, get on the high horse heading into the postseason. The thing with Alonzo that I'm noticing is that he is, he's back to chasing those high, those high fastballs. He's chasing pitches out of the zone. Um, in July, he had a 18.3 uh, strikeout rate. It's up to 20 and a half in August. His batting average is down from, from July to August. His OPS is down. Outside of the zone, his swing percentage is 43.2, and he, his swing and strike percentage is 12.8, um, up from 10.8 in July. So he's back to chasing baseballs that are not in his wheelhouse. So hopefully he can go back to the drawing board or, uh, you know, take advantage of some lesser pitching in these series coming up and get a little more comfortable in the batter's box because um, we need him. We need him and we need uh, McNeil to really, you know, come through. So overall, I was pretty impressed. The bullpen, I will keep repeating myself. This bullpen is not a bad bullpen. It's got his its holes. They're not big holes. And come postseason time, the pitchers out of the bullpen that are not holding it down that are not getting these clutch outs they're not going to be seeing a lot of the postseason bright lights because of how good our starting pitching is and it's just, it's just going to minimize their opportunities uh, we got guys that can go six seven strong and then look I have a lot of trust in Trevor May I have a lot of trust in Seth Lugo in Adam Adovino, and of course Diaz, that goes without saying, uh, those guys are the anchor, you know, Trevor May, Lugo, and Adovino are the anchor to Diaz, those guys are going to be really key, and I feel like Buck maybe found something as far as how to pitch them in the seven, or six, seven, and eight innings, um, 
good to see. That's definitely positive. Um, you know, the bullpen, we've we've seen the struggles, but I really believe in Trevor May, especially. Uh, I spoke about him in my last episode, and he just he looks good, man. He went out there today, got two big strikeouts. Well, and he got one strikeout and then a, a fly out. So, uh, you know, again, just positive results from those guys in the bullpen. Um, so we're, we're going to get some guys back. Drew Smith, McGill, they'll be coming back. And hopefully they uh, continue to show, show a strong outing every time they take the bump in relief. That's all I got, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Our Mets Podcast. Leave a comment, subscribe. I love to interact, talk a lot of baseball. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. And I'll catch you on the next one. We play the Nationals next. Um, you know, I expected two out of three against the Dodgers. That happened. I'm expecting a, um, you know, a sweep of the Nationals. The Braves don't seem to want to lose. They're playing the Rockies. They are currently beating the Rockies. The last I checked, it was 3 nothing. They, um, The Rockies had split the series, taking game two yesterday. The Braves should win this one. So they also will take two out of three from the Rockies, same way the Mets did. So, you know, it's neck and neck. Look, I tweeted out earlier a hot take that the Mets will have more than a three-game lead before we play the the Braves late in September and it's really it's it may be a hot take to you and many others but it's not a hot take to me because I truly believe that so um let's go Mets and look enjoy uh, enjoy this ride because it's it's a fun one so far so again thanks for tuning in